This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald, and this is episode 359, Jay's Bachelor Party! Ah! <laughs> you know, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but why isn't it next week's? Well, I mean, are you going to have any time next week? We're, we're, supposed to record, we're planning to record on Wednesday. Are we going to play? Uh, wait, I think I actually might have a shoot on Wednesday. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so if you have a shoot, <laughs> well, I guess you won't be there then. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll call this bachelor party part one then. It's bachelor party two. We get the second part next week. Yeah. So yeah, in case you guys didn't figure out the cryptic stuff the last few weeks, I'm getting married uh, on May fifteenth. So almost there. <clears throat> He's a terrible friend. It's during the union game. <laughs> hey, you know what? Pat or Truman's a terrible friend because it was also during a Union game, exact the exact same game actually. Red Bulls at the Union. Yeah. So if we if we know if the Union are playing uh, Red Bulls on August sixth next year, then we know something's up. <laughs> yeah, because I planned this shit last year. I, I picked the date out over a year ago at this point. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could have planned this. Unless that's why I think it's a conspiracy. MLS knows what's going on, and they're like, "We're going to put this game right on this day for him." We're going to put a rivalry game for each of the Red Bull Rants uh, wedding. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't even put it at a time where like we could realistically watch it somehow mm-hmm. before the wedding. No, they got to put like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Jay now. I mean, the Truman and I'll have it on our phone in the uh, the corner. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you better not tell me what's going on. <laughs> No, we, we already we've already said we're gonna tell the uh, DJ every time they score we're just gonna have them play twist and shout. I haven't told him that yet, and I don't think it's a good idea not to tell him. <laughs> I mean, I know where everyone's jamming out to Rihanna, but we gotta play twist and shout right now. No, actually, most of the stuff we put on the list is going to be uh, like '50s, '60s, classic rock type stuff. Eh, that's fun too. Yeah. All right, enough to talk about my wedding. Uh, <laughs> Other happy news, the New York Rebels actually won a game. They did. They beat uh, Chicago 2-0 at home. Uh, goals by uh, Christian Caceres and Caden uh, Clark, who apparently is going on the uh, Nothing But Bangers tour for goal scoring this year. Seriously. Um, I like the fact that we had two assists from our forward, because as much as our forwards haven't scored, at least it's something to, to hang our hat on. Hey, I mean, hey, when you're a hold-up forward, that, that plays uh, just as good as scoring goals, for sure. Um, all right, so let's get into this. Uh, we have one tweet, exactly one. <laughs> That's from Tanito M. Good win. 
Uh, good win, but let's all relax. It's Chicago. Uh, I think yeah. it's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, it's a uh, you know it, it's 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 a bummer that people never tweet when they're happy, <laughs> but we'll take it. Thank you for tuning, uh, participating as always. Tuning in. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you consider Christian Caceres Jr. a forward? No, not at all. <laughs> well, apparently the Red Bulls website does. Oh, okay. That so sense. he is therefore the leading scorer in forwards on the team. Oh, jeez. Because I was coming in here ready to be like we had more assists from forwards than even shots on goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's definitely the case for Tom Barlow. Oh, boy. I don't think he's had his shot on goal. More about him later. Yeah, but... It's just surprising. So I mean, technically, yeah, we have three assists from forwards, and then I guess you, if you want to get technical, two two goals from a forward. Mm-hmm. Since apparently Caceres is now a forward. Um. So likes and dislikes, uh, Pat. What did you dislike about this one? Well, as I said, more on the more on the sport uh, later, and that would be Tom Barlow. I mean, going into halftime. It just looked like this was going to be yet another stinker for the Red Bulls, or maybe they would have conceded later, whatever. Uh, but I mean, I, I guess the one plus was they were getting offensive uh, push in the first half, but they weren't scoring any goals. And uh, Tom Bala was definitely guilty of at least one horrendous miss. I mean, it's a trend with him; he gets in great spots and then he just can't put it away. And once again, uh, that was on display. Um, it makes you hope that Patrick Clamella is really the answer for the second forward question. This Fabio, I think he certainly is looking decent. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, Tom Barlow, hate to pick on the guy repeatedly, but, you know, uh, he, he would have his performance would have to be my dislike. Just to kind of pile on to that, so I'm looking at the shots on target stat, which is, re- is led by uh, Caden Clark right now with five, which doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, I'm going to list players that have more shots on target than Tom Barlow, which is zero. Um, Amara Tarek, mm. Adam Long, Andrew Gutman, Amir Fernandez, Danny Royer, uh, <coughs> Fabio, Caceres Jr., and Caden Clark. Mm. Th- those are the only people with shots on target. Yeah. Tom Barlow's a forward. You should have a shot on target. Yeah. Do you have a beer by any chance? No. You should I take a I... sip. I think because it's your bachelor party, you should take a sip every time you mispronounce something. I feel like you said Amaro, Tarek. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's Amaro. Uh, whatever. I'll, okay, I'll take a drink of water since that's what I have next to me right now. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm just going to pile on to that. Um, I... I I get that sometimes you don't have great service, and the first half was a good example of that. Mm-hmm. But when you get the ball in a forward position as a forward, if you're going to take a shot, it should at, you should either be on target or make the goalie think it's going to be on target and force right. an action. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't even know what to call that that shot that he had in the uh, in the first half that just went completely wide. But, I mean, I that's a pretty clear reason why he hasn't started 
until this the, the first few games of the year. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 unfortunate because again, I think even said last year there are a lot of things I like about his game, but it's just his ability to finish just for whatever reason is always lacking. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think he's broken five goals a year with this team. Mm, I'd have to look it up. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see real quick. They had a brace at least once last year. He had three goals last year. Okay. Uh, let's see. Barlow had three goals in 19. I think 2018 was his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I actually appears like, okay, sorry. So he's only been with the team for like a year and a half. Cause I guess he came in the middle of 19. Yeah. So he had more goals in the second half of 2019 or sorry, the same number of goals in 2019 that he did all of last year. Yeah. Yeah. If I recall, <laughs> he scored on his debut in 2019 against Atlanta. Yeah. But it was like some weak header that just happened to get over the, the goal, the goalkeeper or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just to continue on with my dislike, though, that, that whole first half, I mean, uh-huh. I, I understand we don't like playing with the ball because we can't do anything with it. Uh-huh. But when Jesse Marsh was here, at least we turned it over in the opposing half of the field. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just turning it over wherever we had it, and that was not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think there's kind of like an, a mentality around the Rebels that like Jesse Marsh can be replicated. And, it's been, and there are people who said it in the fandom as well. And I mean, now the guy's going on to be the, a coach in the Bundesliga. I think it's time to say, put that thought to, be, to bed, like that there's this is just some system that you can plug any coach into. Uh, I know Jesse Marsh was a good coach. Uh, and, I mean, he, I good, and he had good players. Yeah. Oh, that too. Absolutely. He did he did have a better uh you know, I don't know if they scouted better back then, they did find better guys in time. Although I will say I still think Daniel Royer is probably one of the best, if not the best player on this team right now, and he comes off the bench. So who the hell knows? Um but it's i think we have this plug and play system, but no, it was far more fine. I think they're like, all we gotta do is press. That's the idea. And eh, it's a, it's gotta be a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a clear drop-off towards the end of the first half where they just mm. lost energy mm. from press slash having to get keep getting the ball back mm-hmm. and eventually it wears on you. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, it wore on Chicago more because otherwise that the, that goal to open up the second half doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm hoping at this point it's more not being in game shape than anything else and that, you know, after – a few more weeks that this team's fitness will improve. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really hoping it's the case because I know with COVID that they didn't get the same amount of time to work with everybody as they usually would have. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what it really is in this case. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so likes of the game, uh, I think I, I mean, Caden Clark's <laughs> jump volley. <laughs> I don't know why he decided he had a karate kid the the ball into the back of the net, but I, I'll take it. I I I'm doubling down on that the karate kick goal. I, I have no idea how that was so perfect. Um, I feel like most people would have just skied it doing that, 
but somehow he put it in the back of the net, and it's just it's all the more disappointing. Like, I, I'm just hoping that somehow Leipzig decides he's not ready next year and they loan him back to us uh, based on the early results. Because, yeah, it really... I, mean, I know last week I said he didn't play all that well, and he didn't play all that well last week, but, um, you know, he is an exciting player, and I think he certainly has the talent to uh, really take off, for sure. And apparently he came in fourth in goal of the week voting. Lame. Yeah. I mean, one of the nominees basically slipped out of just kicking the ball and it counts. <laughs> West Coast bias. <clears throat> no, uh, Nani from Orlando won, so it's called nah. East Coast bias. Florida bias. Yeah, Florida bias. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm watching it now. All he did was deke out a player and yeah. then hit one from out, just outside the box. That's not... Karate kicking the ball out of midair is much more impressive than what Nani did. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. He, Fucking eagle. He went full-on eagle fang, which uh, some people get the reference, and I also didn't come up with it. So somebody on MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> but this is the problem with fan voting. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, let's I mean, don't it. get me wrong. It's it's skill. Yeah. But I mean, to pick a ball out of midair while you're jumping mm-hmm. and and getting pushed in the back. Now that I'm re- looking at because I'm watching the goal of the week video. He apparently got pushed in the back as he was doing it, too. Like, come on. That's just impressive. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think the only thing that can be better than the fact that he scored that goal was the assist from Fabio. Absolutely. No, that's – that's. I mean, if we're we're already moving on to our afterthoughts, I think uh, Fabio definitely deserves a shout-out for this game. Yes, he didn't get on the board. Yes, you kind of wish that one he hit off the post went in. Uh, but he, you know, he, again, assists are just as valuable as goals when you come right down to it. And, uh, hold up play in a forward is just as important as putting it back in the net. So I, th- I think he had a great game. I actually, I mean, it sucks that he's potentially only here, uh, what, through June, correct? Yep. Um, hopefully we can get him a little longer if he keeps this, uh, level of play up. But uh, he's definitely a promising, uh, a promising player. It's surprising me, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was definitely not on the Pablo hype train. Him coming out of the second division of uh, Brazilian soccer. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm hoping because MLS generally requires a buy option on their loan deals from coming out of the U.S. I'm really hoping that that option is there and the Red Bulls exercise it because. Mm-hmm. If this is how he is in preseason mode, mm-hmm. or rough, roughly preseason mode, mm-hmm. and he would continue to get better, mm-hmm. I don't care if he scores goals. Honestly, I, I'm per- like you said, I'm perfectly fine with the striker that's sitting there at, and can hold up the play. Let everybody else show up. I mean, that first goal on on Saturday was all Fabio because he ran that ball down. Literally held it in the box and waited for Caceres Jr. Like when he made that pass, I honestly thought he missed the pass. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Caceres was in the box and honestly the replay from above the goal where I realized that was his intention all along. Mm-hmm. He noticed Caceres coming in unmarked and yeah. laid it off for and waited for that moment that made sense to, for Caceres to put in the back of that. Yeah. Like that's. That kind of a thing is not something that's easily taught. It's almost just like an innate skill. And if he has that, that means 
he is a treasure that we may have just found. And I, I'd rather have him here and hold, and at least play hold up and provide something for our offense because we haven't had a player like that. Actually, I don't think we've had a player like that since I started watching the team in 2011. But, I mean, definitely haven't had that in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bradley Phillips was good, but he required service. He didn't have the skill to be a hold-up player. Right. Nothing nothing wrong with that, but he also had players around him that did this, that could provide service, so he didn't need to provide that, that uh, uh, skill set. Uh, you, could say, you could say to the latter portions, the last year or two of his career, Tier Ivory could provide service. I'd say that's the one closest to that possibility. Yeah, the, the last year or two was different, but I mean, yeah. for the most part, like the majority of his time with the Red Bulls, he didn't have to be that guy yeah. that held the play. He could just sit. He could just sit at the top of the six yard box and wait for the ball to show up. Yeah, <laughs> and that and that's a, a skill set you can't teach either. But no, one hundred percent on a team where you don't have a genuine playmaker in the midfield that can spring that last pass on, having a guy that could as a forward who can be there, get to the ball and, and hold it mm-hmm. is a very valuable thing to have. Yeah. Well, I think in the second half, we also did see the value of Caden Clark in the middle. So who knows? That might be a new wrinkle. We'll see with the team going forward. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on this team yet, but I'm, I'm seeing glimmers. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> no, of course we're not sold on this team yet. Tony, no Clark, uh, Tony, no, I'm correct. Uh, it was Chicago. And it was a bad first half. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm seeing I'm seeing glimmers of good things and that's providing a little bit of hope. Yeah. Alright. Anything else we want to talk about with this game? No, I think that's it. Oh, what about the first shutout for uh Cornell? Yeah, sure. I mean he had a few saves. It's not like yeah. he didn't do anything. Good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's another aspect I'm just not quite sold on yet. But, yeah, again, uh, it's good for him to get a shot out for sure. I mean, it's got to help after the first two games to get that. Yeah. If he, <laughs> if he can go full Luis after this, I'm good. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, prediction standings, we are still all tied for first. This time with two points. Because we all got a win, but none of us got the score right. So that brings us to the next game, which is against Toronto FC and uh, Chris Armis' first time back to Red Bull Arena since uh, being fired last year. That game is uh, Saturday, May 8th, 1 p.m. on MSG or ESPN Plus if you're outside the area. Truman has already predicted a 2-1 win. So, Pat, you're up. What do you think will happen on Saturday? Well, it's going to be miserable weather. Uh, apparently, I'm going to be going to the game. This is my first game I'm going to be going to the season. Uh, so, because of the miserable weather, I say lower goal scores. And because I'm going, I'm just going to have to be hopeful. So, I'm going to say a one nothing win. Um, uh, Toronto, I mean, let's face it, it's Chris Armas. You know, and I, I feel like, you know, he, he was very big on, like, the sudden great games and the sudden flukes. The fluky great games and the crap afterwards, and I kind of feel like we've seen that with his early uh, con- uh, Champions League performance. Uh, and then, of course, they laid an egg against Cruz Azul. So, yeah, let's go one nothing. 
Um, I really do not want to see Chris Armas win unless he returned to our Red Bull Arena, that's for sure. Yeah, and if if, if he does win, it's not a good sign because they have won one game all year, and that was the second round, or second leg of their round of 16 matchup against uh, Leon in the Champions League, mm-hmm. which they squeaked out a 2-1 win. Mm-hmm. They lost 4-2 to start the season against Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then tied Vancouver 2-2. And then lost to Cruz Azul, uh, combined 4-1 aggregate over two legs. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back to that later. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. I'm hoping that we don't have the returning manager out for revenge type energy because it would suck. But I think, given the signs from this past week, I think there's, like I said, there's stuff there. I'm hoping they will continue to grow on that that performance. Uh, I want to be different on the score line, but I'm not going to get crazy like last week. I think I'm going with Truman. A 2-1 victory seems about right. I'm not, they'll squeak by... Armis and TFC will get one, but not enough to win the game. Yeah. So, yeah. open it right here. Yeah, I hope we're like all on the side of please don't let Armis win. That's, I think it's really the one thing. It's like, just don't let him win. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Uh, New York Red Bull 2 uh, lost their season opener 3-2 to Hartford Athletic at home. Uh, their next match is uh, May 7th, which would be the day you're probably listening to this, against the Charleston Battery at uh, Montclair, 7 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Gotham FC drew their last group match for the Challenge Cup 0-0 uh, at Racing Louisville, but that was good enough to get them in to the uh, Challenge Cup final, which they will be contesting on May 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time when they are traveling to take on the Portland Thorns. Yeah. Uh, that game is on CBS. So as much as it goes it goes against the Red Bulls game and uh, what ends up being Chelsea and Man City in EPL, hopefully that turns out a, a good audience for them. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be nice to see the league get some good viewers in. I mean, the the more more viewers, the better, right? Yeah, Just I mean, help the sport grow. There's no Rebel game. I definitely would check it out. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to be doing st- running around doing stuff. So Are you going bu- to be busy the next week? Really? <laughs> well, this weekend's also Mother's Day. so <laughs> uh, Touche. It's not just wedding stuff this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for the dummy ground. So, as I mentioned, Chelsea and Man City are in the... Uh, all right, I didn't mention it, but they're in the UEFA Champions League uh, final. Of course, this matters because Christian Pulisic is on Chelsea, and uh, he also broke a record for the most appearances by an American in Champions League uh, with his last game. <clears throat> I forget who Chelsea, Chelsea was playing, but um, yeah, so now he's the, the highest appearance for an American, and he could be the second American to win a Champions League uh, I forget. Was it Davies last year? Byron? Oh, Dave. Well, he's Canadian. Oh, Canadian. Okay. Why did I think he was American? Anyway. Uh, he's Canada's America Junior. 
Yeah, I guess. But anyway, yeah. So maybe the first American then to win a UCL final. Yeah, uh, he might be actually. I think he is. Yeah. So what uh, do you what do you think about it? I mean, I kind of hope Zach Steffen's in goal somehow. <laughs> I don't, you know, so there'll be two Americans in the final. So That'd that way, no matter what, a American would win. <laughs> and Ameri- well, I mean, technically, <laughs> Steffen will probably be on the bench, so he'll he'll want to. I don't want to medal anyway if he, you know, if Man City wins. Uh, I, I guess I'd have to say I'm pulling for Chelsea, though, just because for the simple fact that Pulisic starts, Stefan doesn't. Um, but, yeah, this is, again, this is more emblematic of where U.S. soccer is right now um, with how many young guys we have at top teams in Europe right now. We have never had this many young players and top teams. Uh, you know, it used to be that we'd get a guy from college in MLS, he'd play all right, and then he'd move over to Europe when he was like 25 years old, and it'd usually be like a mid-table club. So this is very exciting. So now really, I mean, with all this talent at at his disposal, this is really up to um, Greg Ballhalter to put it all together and really put in uh, a solid team. I mean, right now you would just think, based on the caliber of clubs that a lot of these guys are playing for and playing for regularly. Uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for the U.S. national team when it comes to World Cup. I mean, yes, it is a year uh, plus away. Uh, we still need to qualify. I think it would be very foolish to say, to take for granted that we will qualify, considering what happened in 2018. Um, but I think we've got a great young squad right now uh, that could really do some damage. Uh, it's just up to Greg Ballhutz to not fuck it up. That's for sure. It's kind of sad when the when when the main task is to not fuck up a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the results for, for Greg Berhalter's performance overall have been positive. So I'll say that much. Yeah i I think the Gold Cup will be telling, right? Because well, I, from my understanding, I do think it's supposed to be an MLS-heavy squad for Gold Cup. Oh, I think shit. it's the Na- the Nations League is where I think it will be started. Oh, I don't know why the fuck we're doing Nations <laughs> well, League. It, it, yeah, I mean, the thing is, well, Nations League was supposed to be done last year. Um, I mean, that's the problem. Um, and and the, 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 the further problem is, I believe, World Cup qualifying, I think, starts right after that in September, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Well, shit, I mean, it is next year. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a very crowded schedule this summer because of COVID. Yeah, I don't, I can't see the schedule, but yeah, I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, Mexico's going to be sending a B team too, so... Okay, well then, Nations League. That'll be the... Yeah, that'll be it. So we got to beat Honduras and then uh, presumably beat Mexico. Unless Costa Rica pulls the upset. So, World Cup qualifying starts in September. There you go. Okay, that's what I thought. So Nations League is the summer. I think... But still. Yeah, June, right? Early June? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Okay, where's the schedule?
Oh, it's only four teams. Yeah, well, because uh, it's it's the Nation League's final. This again, this is supposed to be last summer. I think it was supposed to happen last May or June, and then everything obviously got shut down. Okay, so we're face Honduras June third, and then the the final and third place game are June sixth. There you go. So I believe that will be the full team, and then they're going to give the rest of the summer the full team the summer off, and then be prepared for World Cup qualifying. Which does make sense because ask them to play that plus a Gold Cup plus qualifying plus yeah, their club it, matches. That's a lot of stuff. They'll, they'll never rest. Yeah, absolutely. So and yeah, Gold Cups in July. So yeah, and usually usually the Gold Cup before the World Cup is usually a B team anyway. I mean, I don't care. I love the B team Gold Cups anyway. I mean, I enjoy them. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so I did have another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, I saw this, I think it was yesterday or today, I can't remember when. But uh, so NWSL-wise, uh, there is a 15-year-old that is with the Portland Thorns by the name of Olivia Moultrie. And she filed a lawsuit against NWSL and their age restriction of 18 years minimum age to play, mm-hmm. uh, saying that it violates antitrust lawsuits. And that if she were a boy, she could be playing as evidenced by 16-year-olds being able to play in MLS. Hmm. So I think it's a very interesting case. Um, I kind of hope she wins. Yeah, I think I, I'm on I'm board with that. I mean, if 16-year-old boys can play professionally in this country, there's no reason 16-year-old girls can't. Uh, as far as I know, she's doing this preemptively because uh, she's only 15 now. So if she doesn't like if she doesn't do this now, then she wastes time later when she gets to be actually sixteen. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense if she can't play, especially if males can uh, play at sixteen. I mean, come on. I mean, I know it was a different time, but Freddie Adu played when he was fourteen. So you know, there's no reason why she shouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah. But I think I, th- I do. I know I read I read something about this. I do believe the antitrust issue has greater. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that because obviously all sports right now in America are created uh, protected or despite the fact that they technically violate antitrust law because in being closed systems in every sport they in a way. Our trusts. They so. they stop competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where MLS is too, but I think they get around it because of. I don't think ML, I don't know if MLS gets a specific exemption. I wonder if more. Well, okay. I wonder if it's U.S. Soccer technically gets the exemption. Yeah, I'm talking about NFL, MLB. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they all get exemptions. That's why the NBA can have a. You have to go to college for a year. That's why the NFL has three years out of high school. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it would have longer um, or farther-reaching implications than just the NWSL. Hmm. You see Alabama get promoted into the NFL? You know, I was going to laugh, but that actually sounds interesting to have college teams get promoted into the NFL. That'd be interesting, right? It would. I mean, I think we talked before about how they could very easily make a two-tier NFL system. And make it work. There's probably a way you could do it for sure. I mean, I you have 
baseball, you have 16 teams right now. Yeah, baseball is definitely the uh, the sport that can probably pull out pro rail right now. If they, but they would have to eliminate, you know, you know, oh. they would have to eliminate affiliates essentially. Yeah, and those affiliates kind of exist because of the money from the parent clubs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those minor league teams probably won't exist if that was the case. It, it, true. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. All right. Uh, I forgot. I just feel like I forgot to play the sound effect for the dumping grounds. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, anyway, next on the agenda, it is Pat's betting corner. All right. So I have ridiculous odds on the three-team parlay, which makes me think that there's some kind of odds boost on MLS this week. So. If you have FanDuel, uh, bet. Uh, maybe you'll get an odds boost. Don't necessarily listen to me with what I bet on, but here's what I went with. I went with... Uh, oh, shit, I went with them. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, That's no, not that, good to hear the first team. Oh, yeah, no, this this makes sense. That's right. I, I remember my thinking now. Yeah, Minnesota United, I know they're having a bad season, but they're going up against Colorado. I feel like that's the game they're going to break out of their funk. Uh, Orlando City, I have over New York City. And I have Philadelphia over the lowly Chicago Fire, so that is your three-team parlay for the week. Not even going with the Red Bulls in there. No. <laughs> they did, I mean, to be fair, I went for them last week, and uh, they did. They won, but then uh, I forget which one of my other bets lost. It might have been both the other ones. Just make sure you get your bets in before you come down here, because yeah. it is not legal yet in Maryland. Damn you, Maryland. Hey, hey, we voted for it. We're just waiting for the legislature to pass the, the regulations. Of course, because that's how it works. Let's just drag everything out. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy the people voted for it. Oh, I agree. I agree. Thanks. Right. Thank you. Th- just thank you, Jersey, for finally getting the Supreme Court to say, yeah, sports betting is okay. Yeah, we can finally join the rest of the world in this stuff. Exactly. All right, uh, last segment. He's not here, but he did give us the uh, his pick. So it's time for Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. And he gave it to three different teams uh, together this week: Toronto FC, the Columbus Crew, and the Portland Timbers. All three of them lost their CCL matches on aggregate by a combined two leg score. Of thirteen to five, Ugh. and he wanted to point out that the only reason Philadelphia made it to the uh, CCL semifinals was because they were playing Atlanta United. So yeah. an MLS team had to advance out of that bracket. Yeah, it fucking sucks that the the hope for MLS right now is Philly. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's not not fun. No, after the first round, I mean, I really thought maybe the MLS teams would at least not get embarrassed uh, in CCL, but then they went ahead and just got shit on by Mexican teams because what else is new? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least none of them went out the way we did a few years ago. Oh uh, yeah. Well, oh wait. Which the the well, there was the one year it was 
It sucked, but the the the, the semifinal where we came back in the second leg in the first like ten minutes and then just completely blew it. Uh, oh no, that that was a different year. I feel like that was a quarterfinal because there was a semifinal we made against uh, Shivas uh, Shivas del Guadalajara. That's what I thought it was. No, uh, no, because that one game I, we either drew. I think I want to say we lost one nothing on the road, and then we either drew at home or lost one nothing at home. So we played really, really well. Uh, Santos Laguna, that's what it was yeah, that year. That, yeah, that that was yeah, that was a different year. But uh, yeah, that that Chivas year was that that Chivas year it was tough because we had that great series against uh, Tijuana, uh, where I believe we won two nothing down in Tijuana. Uh, that that was a rough year. That was a rough year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the, uh, the one I'm thinking of is against um, <clears throat> Santos. Uh, Santos Laguna, where. We went. We lost the first match two nothing. Mm. Went into Santos, tied up the series aggregate in the first like ten or fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then just completely collapsed. I think it was like four yep. two the final for that one game. Yeah, I think it was four two. And I think and I was got at... capped off with that like sixty yard goal over Robles' head. Yeah, and uh, I was at that first game, and it was like twenty five degrees. <laughs> I mean, it was March, so yeah, it was very cold. Yeah. All right, uh, I think that does, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Oh, that's it. All right, then let's wrap this up. Uh, you can visit us, patreon.com slash rant. One buck a month is all we need, or all you need, for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post-game, anything we decide to do. Hey, maybe we'll do something at the wedding. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you can email us. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, new season, same as the old. Just <laughs> realized I forgot the, the fucking email. What? There oh, was an, we have an email. Was a, yeah, I knew about it too, and that's the worst part. All right, gotta read it. Sorry, Jeremiah Dempster. Sorry about this, buddy. True believers of the rant. That was certainly much better, wasn't it? I still don't think that's our best starting eleven, but it was a lot closer. Amaya looked good, even if he wasn't fully fit. The rotations off the ball between midfield and the forwards was so much better. We limited chances to pretty much nothing. The most encouraging thing to me was that in some ways we looked almost better after all the substitutions. Fabio was excellent and he missed him or and we missed him in the box, but other than that, we were on top of the game at a time when Chicago should have been pushing to get back into it. Did you have the same impression that Chicago was surprisingly dirty? And this is something I meant to talk about, and I forgot. Barrick repeatedly tried to get Lawn sent off. He even kicked out of him at one point and caught him in the groin. <laughs> then Gutman got literally thrown into the sidewalls. Yeah. Were you surprised at that as I was? Either way, there's a lot to build on the performance. Shock, it shockingly put us above the playoff line, which I know means absolutely nothing really at this point. <laughs> but, hey, I'll take it after losing the first two. Uh, saying we're above the playoff line is a very optimistic take on it. <laughs> yeah, right. But, hey, whatever. We need it. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? He does bring up something I forgot, that Chicago was a little dirty in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had some nasty stuff. Sure. Not that not that the Red Bulls weren't physical, but it was a little different from Chicago. Yeah. And, yeah, Adam Goodman actually, absolutely got thrown into the ad board, and yeah. I have no idea how it's not even a yellow. Yeah, that was some bullshit. And what surprised me was I was watching instant replay, and I don't know why I let, why I let it get to me, but none of the stuff – that happened in the Red Bulls game got brought up on instant replay. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, I guess? 
It's almost like the league wants to ignore it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, we're no longer their favorite stepchild like we were when we were bringing in Tio Yanri and uh, Juan Pablo Anhal and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just realized this before we started recording. We only have four national games all year. Mm-hmm. And none on Unimas, so... None of them on Unimas! Okay, I'll have to make that a sound effect now. <clears throat> but yeah, we're definitely not one of the favorite teams anymore. I mean, I just, that's fine with me, honestly. I'd rather have games in a way I could watch them, so... ESPN Plus, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it all, all year long. I want to be a favorite again, but we need players to do that. <laughs> or results, or both. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of both. But uh, honestly, I think because we're not one of the favorite teams, that's why we didn't see some cards come out in this game for some of this dirty behavior. Yeah, possible. Because, I mean, we all know that, in, intentional or not, referees tend to favor certain teams and players because they're human. It, it happens. Yeah, for sure. But you would think if they're trained to stop shit from happening, this would be a perfect time to do it. But clearly this wasn't in their opinion, or they just didn't care to do it. So, yeah, definitely something I noticed. I'm not surprised that when, as soon as the ref doesn't stop the first few incidents, that it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. But hopefully this is not a trend that continues against the Red Bulls this year. Right. Great. I need some calls. <laughs> yeah. Physical play is fine, but not that dirty shit about throwing players and kicking it players' groins. Yeah, 100%. All right. Anyway, sorry, let's let's wrap this, finish this one up. You can email us like Jeremiah did, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call, see us a voicemail, have your voice heard on the show. 973-348-5329 is our voicemail number. On Facebook, facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the uh, show. At Dr. Stooch myself, Pat is now TBD. Don't know if he's going to return or not. <laughs> At the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, apparently. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Last words before we get out of here. I'm going to the game. I'm going to be there in the miserable weather. Just win. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Just, just another win, please. All right, so for Pat and myself, this is episode number 359 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Later. Later.